Ebullient greetings. I'm your host, Jackie Bird of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, your guide to stress and anxiety relief, mindfulness, awareness, self-care, self-love, and personal growth. Welcome and thank you for joining me as we roll with peace in mind. Hey guys, once again, Happy New Year. I hope your holidays were great, and I hope your new year is off to a great start. I've got two great episodes for you there, and on the mindfulness tip replay, Awakening Awareness and Observer or Visionary. Speaking about awakening, this Sunday, January 30th at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time is my 30-minute end-of-the-month Stress Busters Guided Meditation. Chill out with me. One half hour, Eastern Standard Time. You can join me from all around the world. It is a virtual event. And in February, for those of you that have wanted to meditate, you thought about it, but you've... And then for some of you that have tried and it's the same results, I have a workshop. February 5th or 6th, meditation, it's not what you think. It is a bare bones, how to get started with your meditation practice, or if you've fallen off the wagon, how to get back on. So it is a journaling and guided meditation workshop. There are four time slots. I hope to see y'all up in there. Again, this is virtual. And you can check it out from anywhere in the world. Without further ado, let's jump right in to the first of two episodes. Awakening Awareness, Taking Responsibility for Self on the Mindfulness Tip. We generally exist in the state of mind fog. Thoughts, events, to-do lists, and complaints streak through our minds at breakneck speeds, like flashing images in a video, never quite grasping the images fully as they blindingly race by. As technology rapidly advances, we humans have largely become more and more disconnected from self, from our inner guidance, from our inner space, as we often look to our smartphones, to others, and to the acquisition of things to make us feel good, to make us feel whole. Then our bubble bursts because we realize that that extra pair of shoes we just had to have, or that pint of haagen well, it ain't even a pint anymore, that pint of haagen we woofed down, or that new car we just got, or promotion, and even that new relationship with the person of our dreams, once the shine rubs off, we realize, uh, it momentarily covered the hole, but it didn't close it. We still can kind of feel empty. The hole is within us, so no person or thing can close it, which is why awakening awareness is so key to creating more balance, more grounding and centering in our lives. Becoming whole is a spiritual walk. There's not one material thing that provides that. It is a soul-searching, mindfulness, self-love, patience, perspective kind of thing many times including a lot of trial and error, but that is part of the journey. And it brings me to the question, are you aware of your general state of mind? 
Would you say it's generally one or more of the things on this list? One, happy. Two, worried. Three, afraid of and you fill in the blank. Four, depressed. Five, hopeful. Six, frustrated. Seven, joyful. Eight, angry. Nine, preoccupied with stuff. 10, optimistic. 11, pessimistic. 12, discontented. 13, uneasy. Or 14, plain old unhappy. If you are primarily frustrated, angry, disconnected, discontented, preoccupied with stuff, worried, afraid of, blank, or depressed, then you can just jump down to the last choice on the list. Number 14, unhappy. Now again, I'm talking about your general state of mind, not whether or not you feel these things periodically. I'm talking about your general state of being. So what is your answer? We'll read it off again. One, happy. Two, worried. Three, afraid of. You fill in the blank. Four, depressed. Five, hopeful. Six, frustrated. Seven, joyful. Eight, angry. Nine, preoccupied with stuff. 10, optimistic, 11, pessimistic, 12, discontented, 13, uneasy, or 14, plain old unhappy. Say to yourself, my general state of mind is that of, and then fill in that answer from the list. How you roll most days. Me, my answer is, my general state of mind is that of being happy, joyful, and optimistic. That is my general state of mind. Now, I used to be preoccupied with stuff, worried all the flippin' time. Oh my God, it was ridiculous. I mean, you know, here I am on Broadway, dancing and singing, something that a lot of people would love to do and never get the opportunity to. And I am so busy worrying about the show closing and having to get another gig. Now, yeah, the show did eventually close, but my point is instead of me fully enjoying the moment and it being the culmination of what I had worked toward for years, I was spending my time and energy being worried. So I also went through a, a heavy depression. I went through a really, really bad patch when I hit 30. And I can tell you, make a commitment to yourself to begin your awakening awareness practice and you will become more grounded, more centered, more balanced, reduce your stress levels and have more moments on the positivity side of the scale. Awakening awareness is paying attention, noticing what triggers certain thoughts and behaviors for you, tracing your emotional life to that of the thoughts that perceive the emotion. Most challenging, oh boy is it challenging, it's hard work. It's probably one of the hardest things that you'll do. But in order to break or change habits and behaviors, you gotta take that into account. You've been practicing those things for a very long time and you're really good at it. If you are a frustrated person by nature generally, you've been doing that a long time, you're real good at that. So. It, you gotta understand that it will take desire, willpower, intention, and patience to shift what is not creating the peace in life you seek. It is not an instant gratification kind of thing. 
you know, and, and think about it, talking about not being aware. We get grumpy when someone doesn't hold the door and it slams on us. Or we hold the door and the person walks through like they didn't even see you without saying thank you. They're like totally oblivious to the fact that, you know, you could have let the door slam in their face or let them struggle with the door if they're carrying packages or pushing strollers. Same thing with non-smokers. We can get bent out of shape when a smoker lights up with not a care in the world, totally oblivious to whatever scowls you are throwing their way, the moving further away, your body language. They're oblivious to that. But in essence, how can you be aware of others, truly aware of others, when you have no clue of what you're thinking or feeling on a moment-to-moment basis or the thoughts and emotions that stream through your, your mind with no accounting and also feeling like you can't control your mind. You can't help it. It's easy to complain about the behaviors of others, but what about the abuse you pile upon yourself regularly? Are you aware of the hateful messages and mistreatment you heap on yourself daily? Anything from, I'm fat, I'm skinny, I hate my forehead, I can't stand how my lips look, I hate my height, I'm so stupid, saying yes when you vehemently mean no, having deep and perpetual guilt, staying in a relationship that doesn't serve you, keeping a friend in your circle that does not honor you, is uber critical and jealous of you, not speaking your truth, and constantly opting to swallow it, overeating when you are full, undereating to be in control of things that you cannot control, over-drinking, over-drugging, or drugging, or any indulgence that is over, being the family martyr and then complaining about it. I mean, the list goes on. Where is the awareness in those behaviors? What is the trigger and why not release your hold on it? Would you continue these things if you became more fully aware of what's going on inside you? And how do these things make you feel? Are you aware of how quality of life sapping these things are? Being in the state of perpetual oblivion and unaware to the effects of your thoughts gone amok, amok, <laughs> not amok, amok, the effects of out of control thoughts on your body. It's like being tormented by someone except the tormentor is you. There is no peace or it's truly fleeting. You may feel it when you go on vacation, are newly in love or among nature, but when you re-emerge into reality, poof, it's gone. How do you begin to become more aware? How do you begin to break out of the state of mind fog? First off, to repeat, the most important ingredient is desire coupled with intention, willpower, and patience. Okay, here's a suggestion on how to get started. Begin by taking a mundane activity that you do all the time and see how you can tune in more to the actual action. Kind of like going to the gym to exercise your mind, your willpower and intentions. Take something like, uh, brushing your teeth, okay. Instead of using that time, and your mind wanders and rattles off what it needs to do and 
who said what that you didn't like and all these other things that float through your mind, begin to focus on the sound of the water. Listen to it as it comes out of the faucet and hits the bottom of the sink. I bet you may be thinking, I don't have time for this. But I assure you, to awaken awareness takes time to tone those muscles. It takes your time and attention. Now you don't have to spend any extra time brushing your teeth. Awakening awareness is about where you place your attention during any given moment. So let's get back to the brushing of the teeth. Listen to the sound of the running water. The feel of the toothbrush as you pick it up. Focus on picking up the tube of toothpaste or whatever cleaning agent you use. How does it feel in your hand? Note the size, shape, temperature, and weight of the tube or the container it's in. Be present as you squeeze the paste out of the tube. Note the color, the smell, the weight. Feel your toothbrush get heavier as you add the paste. Stay present. Note the smell of the paste as it gets closer to your mouth. Feel the bristles on your teeth and gums. The explosion of taste as the paste is in your mouth. The sensation of brushing your teeth. You're doing something great and necessary for yourself and the rest of us. Why not stay focused? Stay present through every step down to the finish. And I know you may feel absolutely ridiculous, but as I said, you don't have to make this any slower than normal. Just stay connected to the action. And if your mind drifts and tells you this is ridiculous, gently direct it back to what you're doing. Your awareness that your mind drifted is a great thing. That's really important. So once you feel silly doing it, just ignore your mind picking at you. And for the many that have trouble meditating, this is a great foray into meditation. Take this action and use this as a meditation and quieting your mind and just being. And if this doesn't work for you in terms of brushing your teeth, there are a plethora of choices you can do using the same steps, like making up your bed, if that's something you do, to ironing your clothes, to washing dishes or putting them in the dishwasher, to walking down the street, to the art of eating your food, to walking up the stairs or going up in an escalator or elevator. There are tons of mundane things you do every day and you can use these things to increase and exercise your awareness muscle, a very necessary ingredient in a mindfulness practice. And also in terms of heaping more love, self-love on yourself, you being present in the activities that you're doing. On a side note, if you want to explore further, I delve even deeper into these type of exercises in my ebook series, Seven Daily Thoughts and Mantras for Mindfulness, which you can find on my website. The link is in the show notes. And be sure to listen to episode one of the podcast because it focuses on breathing, which is also in a necessary ingredient in your awakening awareness journey. Becoming aware of our thoughts and emotions, as well as the connection between the two, in addition to our intentions, needs to be a priority if we want to make shifts and changes to create space for peace and well-being in our lives. As a result, you may find yourself having more awareness about the environment, about wanting to learn more about other people and cultures that share our earth 
wanting to learn new things in general and having an increase in your compassion. Because as you grow through this practice, you will want to expand your knowledge and experiences, as well as the urge to discard people, beliefs, and things that no longer serve you because you've become more fully aware about how they ain't working for you. So you can let them go. If we want to raise our vibrations from that of discontent, unease, anxiousness, carelessness, anger, guilt, worry, depression, and disconnectedness, because after all, we are energetic beings as everything is energy. If you want to raise your vibrational frequencies to that of love, joy, peace, and gratitude, you must awaken awareness. It's within each of us, no one else, but you can do this. What I chose to use for this exercise was the action of folding clothes after taking them out of the dryer, you know, they're nice and warm and everything. I saw how my mind wandered every which way. It was insane. And I, I, I was crazy. And I realized at that point that I really had no real control over my doggone mind. I thought I did, but doing that exercise was eye-opening because I realized this thing, you think you can control your mind? Well, guess what? You don't control it. It controls you. But in time, it got easier to focus on the action for the sake of the action and to quiet my mind. It also helped to open up and flex my awareness muscles to be aware of runaway thought, becoming acutely aware that my emotions were directly connected to whatever my predominant thoughts were and to redirect the flow when my thoughts went toward areas that did not serve me to stop worrying so doggone much about things I either had no immediate answers for or that were out of my control and to trust. This exercise brought me to a deeper level of understanding about myself, which only deepened my awareness of not only others, but of my awareness of my own footprint in this thing called life and of my responsibility to live my best life, that to do so entailed the awareness of my thoughts, emotions, and actions, thus deepening my state of well-being and self-love because I had opened a conduit to hearing my inner self and honoring my inner space. So let me know how it goes, y'all. What have you chosen or will choose to do for my exercise, awareness of the mundane. Consider this as you go along. What are you noticing? How is it playing out in other parts of your life? How are you feeling? Has practicing made any changes in how you feel about things? And one last question for you. What do you think comes first, the thought or the emotion? Let that marinate for a minute. Please chime in with your comments on my Facebook page, Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, using the hashtag, what comes first, the thought or emotion, and then let me know what you think. On Instagram, tag Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, add two hashtags, roll with peace in mind, and what comes first, the thought or emotion, reposting one of my roll with peace in mind photos, and then let me know what you think thought or emotion, what happens? And if I really dig it, I will definitely repost you, share it on Facebook, and shout you out in a future episode. All these instructions, including the hashtags, are in the show notes. 
Y'all, this is an ongoing convo. Be kind to yourself and be patient. It is a practice. It is a state of becoming. We are always in a state of becoming. For as long as you live, there is no finish line. No, I'm done. As long as you live, personal growth is not a static activity. It is an ongoing, dynamic, and alive endeavor. Yes, awakening awareness. Today and every day, every moment that you can awaken just means that you will continue to awaken. Because once you awaken, you cannot go back to sleep because there's a part of you that won't allow it. You may forget momentarily, but there'll be something to remind you. Awake, awake, awake. And speaking of awake... This next episode was inspired at the beginning of the pandemic or kind of like somewhere in there and my thoughts about that. And one of the things, regardless of whether you are tired of where we are right now, frustrated with where we are right now, the main thing is to make the most of this time. People wanted to go back to normal, but normal didn't work for a lot of people. And uh, since this is where we are right now, how can you make each moment count? Are you an observer or a visionary at heart? What kind of outlook do you generally have? I mean, is the glass half empty or half full? And if it's empty, do you see it getting filled back up or just being empty? A definition of observer is a person who watches or notices something. Now, what's interesting to me about that particular definition are the similar words such as watcher, spectator, and commentator, to name few. These also happen to be some of the characters that populate our minds, all who make comments about what they see, hear, feel, taste, and or touch. If it's good, they're hooping it up. But if it's bad, oh boy, those characters can bring you on down. We often stay locked in between observing what is occurring and making rapid fire judgments on it, tending to equate our worthiness or lack thereof on what is happening, whether in our control or not. Our moods go up and down depending on the weather, whether it's good stuff happening or bad stuff happening. On the other hand, a definition of a visionary is a person with original ideas about what the future will or could be like. Now that character is also a resident in our minds, but so often that guy gets drowned out by all the other characters, unless that's who you normally lead with. Thoughts like, what if? How about? This is what I'm going to create and bring about. I love doing such and such, so I will devote myself to that endeavor, regardless of opinions other than my own. Thoughts like these permeate the mind of a visionary, and they surround themselves with folks that support their visions. But it starts with the vision. What the visionary sees in their mind's eye, no matter what's going on, in spite of what's going on, 
observer or visionary? What say you? And of course, there are a few interpretations on the role of the observer. It certainly isn't a bad thing, but if you want to change any aspect of your life, you've got to see it first, see the possibilities and the what-ifs. Even if something falls into your lap that's a gold mine, you've got to have the vision of the benefits for you if you choose to follow through with it. Don't let fear and doubt entertain you. Don't let those energies keep your attention. Notice them and then send them away. I keep this quote by Abraham Hicks on mind to remind me when the observer character in my mind gets too loud and hogs the show. And I quote, One who is mostly an observer thrives in good times but suffers in bad times because what he is observing is already vibrating. And as he observes it, he includes it in his vibrational countenance. As he includes it, the universe accepts that as his point of attraction and gives him more of it. So the better it gets, the better it gets. Or the worse it gets, the worse it gets while one who is a visionary thrives in all times. End quote. We were born visionaries. I mean, look at children. Their imaginations are endless. And if you're a parent, you're getting constant examples of what if playing out right in front of you. As adults, we get the visionary squeezed out of us as our baked-in life views harden, often going the pessimist, expect the worst route. But the good news is, if we want to, if it is a priority, we can shift our thinking little by little, step by step. 2020 brought much pain, suffering, and hardship to so many across the world. Not just where you live, the pandemic is a global event affecting everyone, either directly or indirectly. And whether we like it or not, it will continue for some time especially if we don't realize we must cooperate with each other. That is what visionaries see, the need to be part of a cooperative, moving toward a common goal. And if you look around, there are all kinds of things being created. I mean, look at all the styles of masks being made. Folks are saying, okay, this thing is kicking my butt, but I got to be productive somehow. And they're looking inward to see what they can come up with. The outlook we take certainly colors what direction we take and what choices we make. Exercising our visionary eyes, hearts, and minds can be an uplifting shift in what is to come. No matter what is going on in your life right now, make the decision to put into motion the things you wish to see grow. Set your intention to make it the best year yet. I want to remind you about those workshops that are coming up, the one on Sunday, end of the month, guided meditation, and I always do the last Sunday of the month. So if you don't make this one, the next one is the last Sunday in February. So join me, join me, join me. And again, if you or someone you know and love or just know needs to get their meditation game happening, February 5th and 6th, meditation is not what you think. Journaling and guided meditation workshop, it's only an hour to jumpstart or to help you reignite 
your meditation practice. So this is literally meditation 101. How do I do this? <laughs> it's not what you think. More information, the links are in the show description. Please consider becoming a patron of this podcast. You can do so on my website, JackieBirdSpiritualWellness.com. That's J-A-C-Q-U-I-E-B-I-R-D.com. And while you're there, you also will find music. I have music for sleep, meditation, yoga, and also rejuvenate me. There's guided meditation videos, there are audiobooks, and there are ebooks. You can also book a session with me. Those sessions are all virtual, so you can get me anywhere you are in the world. And I thank you so much for listening. Remember to roll with peace in mind.